we put our heads together to both reimagine and lift the bar on what a modern motocross helmet should be. Opt for the highest level of modern technology and energy dispersion with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Designed for an elevated defense against a wider range of real-world impact scenarios. Globally engineered with the most advanced materials and technologies available. Outfit yourself with proven technology, lightweight performance, and elevated impact management with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Hey everybody, it's Michael Antonovich with Swap Moto Live. It's the Monday before the Motocross of Nations. This is the last day I'm in the office because I'm going to jump on a plane Tuesday afternoon to fly to the Netherlands for this weekend's race. Before I leave, I decided, hey, we should we should knock out a podcast really quick and just preview this thing. So this is going to come out a couple days after the fact that it recorded, but prime time so everybody gets excited for this weekend's race. Uh, joining me this weekend on this episode is everybody's favorite ad sales guy at Swap Moto Live, Dominic Gayton. Uh, Dommer. Hi, hi, Anton. I'm what's very, going on? I'm very happy to be here. The th- me and Don were going to do this originally, and then Don had to leave, but you're a good pick because you watch every MXGP race. Like I you, love it. You know what's going on in that series probably better than people that go to every race they do. I don't know about that, but... You're I pretty good. I do follow it. I love it. We come back every Monday morning after the race, and you tell me everything you saw. We so do bench race for a while. Yeah. Uh, you and I went last year to Redbud. That was the first time you'd ever seen the Motocross the Nations. We've watched the GP guys together at the Glen Helen GP and at Florida a few years ago. Yep. So what's your uh, what's your big takeaway on what makes those guys so special? What's the European strength right now? Um, well, obviously, I think the big strength is they, they do motocross all year long. That's their specialty. You know, they don't have to go back from Supercross to outdoors, you know, testing Supercross, testing outdoors. It's just one discipline the whole year. So they have an advantage with that right away. Mm-hmm. You got to go to the race last year at Redbud. First time you'd ever been to Redbud. First time you'd ever been to Donations. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I got the bonus plan on that trip for sure. From obviously always wanting to go see Redbud. It was one national. I, had, I mean, there's a couple I haven't been to. That was obviously one of them. Um, and then being able to go there for Designation was unreal. Even though we, we you know we had a little rain, mm-hmm. um, but that didn't damper us at all. I think I think most people that did go are going to remember the rain race at MX. You know, Designation at Redbud. I mean. The, the whole atmosphere is like no other race you can go to, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I, 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 am, I actually was a little worried with that crowd there at Redbud, as intense as they are mixing with the Euros going there. But, I mean, I know our experience. We, were, we, we, we met a lot of guys from Sweden and, mm-hmm. and other countries, and we're just, you know, at the end of the day, they're all just Motohead fans just like we are that just love it as much as we do and, you know. Throw a couple coldies back, some track sodas and some track Pepsi's, some yeah. track Pepsi's, as, right. as your little bro says. Yeah, that's right. You know, and, and everybody gets along, and, and it's you know, it's 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 peace, love motocross. The big thing on that too, like we went out to B lot last year oh. to see the debauchery, dude. That happens every year. It doesn't matter if you're in the Netherlands. It doesn't matter if you're in Italy, in Great Britain, in Latvia, wherever. Every place that I've gone to the donations in the past, there's some party lot. Uh, for this year, because Assen is that really nice racetrack. It's in this area out to the side, but they've done a really cool job organizing everything. So there's like a basic camping lot, there's like a family camping lot, and then there's like a young person party camping lot only with like hot tubs and all those stuff. So God knows what's going to happen in the yeah. Netherlands for that. Yeah, when we went, I remember we, you know, obviously I knowing what hearing the stories and the things about Lot B and Lot B, mm-hmm. and I remember we didn't go there till it was. That late, it was nighttime, late, late after that the pit bike yeah, race. Yeah, yeah, after the yeah. pit bike race, which we didn't even think that was going to happen. But when we went over, the, and it's so funny because you you go up to, you know, it's like it's way tucked in the back back there. And you, I remember we, we were walking that road up to it, and you see it, and it's literally like, oh, this this looks like a correctional facility because the, the fence. Yeah, the fence is like 12 feet tall, and, and you're literally like, what do they have everybody in here like like you're in, like, like you're animals. Like animals. And then once you're in there and you leave, you realize, oh, now I know why it is like this. Because they are animals. <laughs> It is. There it's was that picture where that guy was passed down in the mud on Sunday morning. Ugh. And, dude, people were just hurting last year on Sunday morning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we know why. We we saw it firsthand. I mean, yeah. it's shenanigans like no other. But so good shenanigans. Nothing. It was it – was Cheeky shenanigans. There you go. Yes. There yes. you go. Yeah. No. Um, no. Yeah, it was all good. So this year, um, unfortunately, you don't get to go. You haven't worked your status up yet to do those overnational. I'm okay. I can't handle those flights. They're too long. Five but hours, five and a half is my – your breaking I, point? Yeah, I can't go any longer. Yeah, and there's I'll, no stop need, halfway over. I'll need like NyQuil PM or mm-hmm. or other substances to <laughs> get See, me the, through the trip. The, the flight's the fun part because I'll just like get 
I'll get in the zone right before the flight takes off. And then, dude, before we leave, I'm um, I've either had like a red wine and a couple Tylenol PMs, and I don't remember the flight after yeah. that because I sleep. Or you never eat on the international planes because you feel like shit the rest of the week. But it's fun. But Assen is a huge difference from last year. Uh, it's a stadium setting. You know, a lot of people aren't happy about how how are you going to have the most illustrious motocross race in in history on a road race track. You've watched Assen mm-hmm. as an MXGP race. What do you think about that track? Uh, I mean, they do a good job of getting it as best of an outdoor type race as possible. I mean, yeah, there's obviously, it's all man-made, you know, but when they bring it together, it is, I mean, it's, no matter what, it's going to get rough as crap, you know, it's Mm -hmm. so sandy, and, I mean, from a spectator side, you can see how, I mean, there's like levels of the, for the the grandstands and stuff, so, I mean, as a spectator, it's... It should be amazing. It should be amazing, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It won't have that same pop and easy up, like take your no, one chair, it your won't cooler have that. And, yeah. But from what I've seen, the grandstands are all general admission. There are those suites and stuff like that that are sectored off, and you mm-hmm. had to pay extra for. But if you buy a ticket, you can go set anywhere you want in those in those grandstands. So that'll be cool. It seems like noisemakers and smoke grenades and all that stuff will still be allowed. So that'll be nice. Um, but it won't have that same. Oh my God, we're standing on a hillside. Okay, now let's go watch from this part. Right. Same element. But that's that's fine. Um, they actually just started bringing in the sand today. So, like, the first truckloads were dumped this morning over there because there was a British superbike race there uh, mm-hmm. pretty recently, so they can't do too much to the track yet. So that's a that's a quick turnaround to build an entire track by Thursday, Friday morning, you know, because bikes hit the track Saturday morning. Yeah, and then, and then uh, we've heard that there potentially could be some weather some rain. part of it, mm-hmm. you know, so. And, th- and the thing people don't know about that, that was a hurricane that, Never made landfall in the United States. It, like, stayed out over the Atlantic Ocean, and now it's made its way all the way to the other side of the world and is breaking apart. But, we're, yeah, we're looking at from, I think, today on until Sunday, a decent chance of rain, like a quarter of an inch at times. So we'll see how that goes. Assen has had a rain race before, and it held it pretty well. So we'll go from there. Um, so, yeah, we have a quick list of, of stuff we want to go across. There are the always the f- – perennial favorite teams that are involved in this team usa because you know we're an american company we have to talk about that they're the they're the favorite no no they're not i'm just saying um i mean we should just go ahead and give it to team netherlands now right we're getting okay slow down slow down um so yeah we'll go through quite a few teams we'll talk about some guys that are there some guys that aren't there what we think of these people um and what we expect of them so to start off team usa everybody's watched all of that stuff on. Good job to Tom and Matt and Jason for doing all the Team Fried team stuff. Team Fried, love it. Uh, did you think that it would be that way? Like, what are your thoughts watching those videos? Uh, they're good. I, I love it. It's a it's an awesome behind the scenes look at what they're going through. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, going across the other side of the world to do this event. You know, um, the the I wish they get a little more in depth of what, you know, even off the track and really hanging out and doing stuff, you know, sightseeing and whatnot. But, yeah, no, it's uh, it's uh their videos have been rad. I love them. So they've been over there for quite a while. Jason and Zach were over there a couple weeks ago. They've hit tracks in the Netherlands. Yep. They went to Germany. They've, they've done quite a bit. You've watched all the clips. Have your thoughts on how this race is going to go change for them? Uh, no. Um, I I mean, they got a solid team. I mean, let's face it, Zach Osborne, it, they're that guy. That guy's not going to quit. I mean, mm-hmm. he's going to he's going to hammer his motos to the bitter end, you know, no matter what. Even if he if he goes down in the first corner, he ain't going to stop gonna until back. it's over. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, I mean, he's he's solid. The guy's a warrior. Um, Anderson, I mean, I mean, he's clearly one of the fastest guys in the world. He's mm-hmm. going to do his thing. I, I'd really like to see Justin Cooper surprise a lot of I the MX to crew you know so what's worked into all these races yeah there's the team overall but there's also the class individual overall i kind of think after watching a few of these videos of justin and how excited he is and the podcast he did with don where he said the track here in california is harder than Lommel is right he could be a surprise pick for the mx2 overall and i don't think anybody had that planned out no leading into this um as for jason really wants redemption after what happened in Italy in 2016, you know, to win a moto in a dominant way and then have his whole weekend stopped because of that accident. And then for Zach, like you said, Zach's going to do this with his whole heart every time. Mm -hmm. 
I'm of the opinion that Team USA needs to do what France does and just have Zach there every year like Paul Wynn is because he gets it. He wants to do the work. He wants to be there. He knows the environment. He, he could be the linchpin that keeps everything together. Um, the one thing that I haven't seen a lot of people talk about that Zach told me, he opted to be the open class guy, which means he's going to do race two and race three back-to-back, which gives Jason some more time to rest between races one and three. So we'll see how that works. A little bit of strategy that's going into there. Um, that's smart. That is smart. I think especially because Zach has done this now, and he knows, like, hey, this is how it's going to go. I've kind of played out all the scenarios, and we'll see what it does. Um, anybody that's watched this stuff, though, it's pretty obvious from the outside looking in. Team USA is trying to be a team for the first time in quite a few years of dysfunction and separation. They've made a couple right. of mistakes or was not good communication in the past. That's why everybody went over so soon. That's why everybody's staying in the same hotels. Everybody's going to stay in the same places. You know, I think the Alpine Stars rig will be even more of a home base for them than it's ever been before. Uh, so, yeah, I think podium pick for sure, especially with the way... The Alpine Star rig's not a bad home base to for work For anybody. Out yes. Yeah. So, we've, thank you to got those to, guys. Yes, Alpine Star brings out the red carpet and makes mm-hmm. uh, makes you feel more better than home. Mm-hmm. Better than home, yeah. Yeah, because I don't have to make my own coffee then. Correct. Mm-hmm. For crackheads like you that need right. espressos every five minutes. That's right. You, you're in heaven. Um, podium pick, like for sure. You see those guys on the podium at the end of the weekend. Uh, I don't see why not. I don't. I don't see why those three guys, why Team USA couldn't end up on the podium. I mean, I don't see why they couldn't win the thing. I mean, it's. I don't think they're. I don't think it's out of the question to think they can't win this thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're gonna really have to bring it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I mean, I don't, I don't want to even go as far as to think they're going to need some, you know, bad races from a couple other teams to make it happen. Maybe I don't know, but you know how that race goes. It's, it's, it's why it's wild, mm-hmm. you know. So I mean, look at last year's race. So many things, you know, Italy was winning at one time, and then they was it was on, and then the port. and then the Netherlands got it. Correct, and then the Netherlands was winning. I mean, it, it you never know. I mm-hmm. mean, it, as the races un- go on and on, things happen. You know, that third moto, like seriously, we cannot state this enough if you ever have the opportunity to go to the donations in person you have to go just for that third moto because that last 15 minutes shit five people are leading at one point in time Mm -hmm. in the overall um i think that outlook wise i think the team usa is in a better spot this year than the team was last year at redbud it seems like these guys are really really going for it and there's not any sense of we're going to come here and win and this is all weights on us like I they think you know what I it. think the difference is with this team. They're more of that. They're a team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're they're more. Hey, we're here to do this together. And this not it's not a status or I'm the guy. You're the not the guy. I'm the main guy. You're not. Mm-hmm. You're beneath. I don't think it. I mean, I don't know if it was so much that last year even, but I y- think there was like Yamaha had their camp, Star had their camp, Cowie had their camp, and none of those three like yeah. really collapsed together. Yeah, where this year it seems like, like I said, obviously Anderson and, and uh, Osborne, both Husky boys, but then even just Cooper being on a completely different brand with Yamaha, uh, I don't I don't see them look, uh, you know, I think they've kind of brought him in as like, hey, dude, we're, we, you know, what three are going to work together to, to make mm-hmm. this happen, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be, it's going to be fun to see. W- I mean, they've, A, they've made the commitment. They've already, like I said, gone there early. They're, they're putting the time, they're putting the work to get, to get adjusted to just the, the lifestyle there, the, the obviously the eating, the time change, the whole deal, getting their bikes down, riding all these sand tracks that they ride out there, getting ready for this thing. So, um, and and it, and that's they need that unity to make this thing happen. Mm-hmm. You know. So I would say their biggest competition though is the Netherlands, which is the next team that's on our list. They've been the heavy favorites from the minute that Assen was announced. No matter if it's Jeffrey or Koldenhoff or Valandern or who it is. As long as Hurlings is a part of it, they're viewed as the overall winners already. Yeah, and and I mean, Hurlings obviously needs no introduction. You, we all know the guy's arguably one of the fastest motocross racers in the world. The if one of the best sand riders ever, and and one of the best. Um, Koldenoff, I mean, that guy was coming on. He's he's riding at a level that we haven't seen. I mean, he, look at last year at Disney at, mm-hmm. at Red, but he came in there and just killed it. Killed you it. Know? Yeah, he struggled in the beginning of GPs this year, but then came but on. Very strong. And the reason for that was he was coming off a huge injury. Mm-hmm. You know, kept kept him from a lot of full health for most of the year. But these last five weeks, he's really killed it. You know, those qualifying race wins, moto wins against a stacked field. Um, he's on that standing construct bike. So for people that don't know, that's an independent team in Europe, but they're KTM supported. 
kind of like our Rocky Mountain KTM team is here with Baggett and Bogle and Benny Bloss. So he's on really, really good equipment. Uh, it's not going to be a problem. Is like, how is this thing going to work? Um, Valandrin, I think, is the big unknown, especially because there was uncertainty as to who their MX2 pick would be between him and the uh, Van Moostyke guy. Them to pick Valandrin in these last few weeks, he really, really needs to have a good result because with no results last year due to that eye injury, that's what kept the Netherlands from winning that race. Yeah, he got he got didn't roost. even come to the podium. Yeah, he you got know, it bad. And I feel like he personally wants redemption. Mm -hmm. He's out at Factory Honda after this weekend. He needs good results to put this on. But again, he could be the the complete unknown because Jeffrey and Glenn are expected to claim all three moto wins just of how good they are. Calvin's got to put it together to keep them in that running. Mhm. Mm yeah. Yeah, he, he, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, let me look at the two guys he's with. So he's clearly the underdog of that team, but, mm -hmm. you know, they'll, they'll deal with him. Just, he's, he's only got to do what he needs to do to, to make it happen, mm -hmm. you know. You've watched Jeffrey ride a lot. You've watched the videos. You saw him at Ironman the one year. You saw him at Florida. You've seen him, um, donations last year. Mm -hmm. What is it about his riding style that stands out to you? Uh, you know what that that guy uh, I was just watching again to this morning the, the from the Team Fried videos that they were showing of him, sand or not that guy somehow finds traction and is just going forward. You know it, he finds traction where other people can't. Mm -hmm. You know and he carries his momentum everywhere. You know he's a he's a beast. You the, know the thing that you and I talked about was his front end never dives. No. he doesn't ride the rear wheel like Justin Cooper does per se, but. He doesn't let that front end get tucked and buried everywhere. It doesn't seem like it's going out of control. It's just kind of gliding over the top of the sand. Yeah, he he never looks uncomfortable on the mm -hmm. bike. It's, it's like he's always dialed in. He's he, I don't even know if if the guy ever comes in and is just like, yeah, this doesn't work. I need something different. I mean, he looks like he's dialed no matter the conditions or whatever. He's ready to go. Mm -hmm. This is a big event for the Netherlands, though. Uh, the king or the prince, some very high-ranking official in the Dutch government's coming. If they win this, this is the first time they've ever won the Chamberlain Trophy. Mm. So to do that in their home country in front of all these people with the best lineup they've ever had would be monumental. A lot of orange going to be seen there th this week. Always weekend. a lot of orange. A lot of orange. Like you and I watch F1. The Dutch fans go everywhere. Oh, yeah. They're a committed crew. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Go, they go full bore, just like they do with uh, Verstappen. Verstappen. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next on the list is the five-time and defending winners, Team France. So – I think compared to years past, they're not the strongest lineup that they have been. I think coming into this, I was like, whew, those guys in the Netherlands are going to be pretty close, but two really big changes in the last month, month and a half have taken some steam away from them. Still a strong lineup, though. So Gautier Paulin, Jordi Tixier, and then Maxime Renault. You've watched Gautier for years. Yeah. Solid rider. He's basically like what I said earlier, the Osborne of that team. He's always there. He's not missed it. He puts it together, gets the good results when he mm -hmm. needs to. Yeah, he's not gonna he's not gonna do anything dumb to throw it away or anything. He's gonna do what he does, and you know who was on the team? It was him last year at Redbud. Tixier, Tixier, and Ferrandis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's unfortunate that <coughs> excuse me that Farber got hurt. I mean, I think with him and 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 Roman in there, and then you know, uh, uh, Maxim, that would have been a solid team. Mm -hmm. You know, um, not yeah. that Jordy's not. You know, not that Jordy's not, but for people that don't know, he's just he's not the guy. He's not on a factory bike all the time. He doesn't really have all of the necessities that other people have. He's not battling for top sevens against people like Paul Jonas or Jazakonis or whatever. Like he's just a little bit off the pace, which isn't a bad thing. But in a French team for a country that's so powerful in motorcycle racing right now, he's a solid rider. He's just not the flash. And then what was the deal with uh, VL? Why wasn't VL part of this team? Yeah, so. I think if people missed this post, this was like a month ago. Um, Tom Vial was initially going to be the MX2 kid. Tom's had a great year. Yeah. He was signed almost out of nowhere. He held his own and learned a lot from uh, Jorge Prado. That was great. But because he's a Red Bull KTM rider, Team France, the French Federation, has pretty strict requirements on how much of a logo that other people can have on the hat. Red Bull and France couldn't come to an agreement with that not happening red bull and ktm withdrew their support so they weren't going to give technical support not going to let them ride to their bike at the end of the day so that's how renault gets worked in renault's a good rider though uh he has full support from yamaha 
about the time that he was picked to replace Tom, his results stepped up. He could be a big surprise where he could be kind of like, uh, yeah, he's a young kid that hasn't ever done it before. Because that's a lot of pressure and stuff to deal with to continue a five-year championship streak. So And still no Marvin. Still no Marvin. Uh, I don't honestly. I would be surprised if you ever see Marvin on that team again. Marvin should just go and race with uh, Team Puerto Rico. That's been hinted they at should, before. They should but just he's bring him in that. with open arms. Yeah, yeah, he loves it. Why not? I would love to see him go on that team and then just go there and just lay the wood to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, for people that don't know, why is Ferrandis not on the team? He just didn't want to. He's had a long year. You know, he's won a, a Supercross championship, was in the mix for a motocross championship, and then straight up said, "I want to say it was at Redbud." In the press conference, he's like, yeah, I'm not I'm not going to do that race. You guys, he looked over at Justin Cooper and Adam. He goes, you guys are going to lose. Like, you're going to get beat. You're going to get passed by people you've never heard of in the sand not doing it. So pretty fair to him. He's coming into his last year on the 250 class because he's got a championship to defend. He wants to go 450 in 2021, so he's out. But Team France, podium. You think podium still? Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I, I mean – They've won it five times in a row. I mean, how can you not count these guys out? And a win streak that started mm-hmm. in Latvia, which has a sandier track mm-hmm. too. So yeah, they'll they'll be in it too. I mean, I mean, it's <laughs> those first three teams we just talked about: USA, Netherlands, France. I mean, that could be your podium. You know, we mm-hmm. don't know what order yet, but I wouldn't I wouldn't count those those three of the dominant teams of this event. Mm-hmm. Going next down the list, just because I went by countries where we have like a pretty good online presence. Team Great Britain, they kind of were picked as a podium favorite with Max Anstey originally yeah. in there and with Ben Watson, who's a great sand rider. But both guys had injuries late in the MXGP season. Max has that lung injury, and he was told, hey, if you push the limits here, you're going to have an ongoing lung injury that's going to go far past this. He wasn't able to travel to the last GP rounds, and then Ben Watson breaks his arm, can't ride. So with that, Team Great Britain had to pick two new guys, Adam Sterry is their next great MX2 rider, so he got slotted in. And then Nathan Watson got put on. People probably don't know Nathan Watson, but exceptional off-road rider, one of the better sand riders in the world. This weekend he raced that uh, World Enduro Super Series in Hawkstone, so in England, won that. He's going to throw on a paddle tire in a few days and then go hold his own in the Netherlands. So pretty good there. Sterry and Simpson are good. Sean Simpson's the open class pick. Sterry's getting better with time. Simpson's always in the mix there for top 10, top 12 Experience results. Experienced rider, mm-hmm. part of the GPs for years. So sucks that Anstey and Watson, Nathan Watson, aren't in it because I think with those three guys, it would have been pretty good. Yeah, and Anstey was at the this year's GP at Lama was Killing slaying it. it. I mean, he has a broken rib and a mm-hmm. punctured lung, and he's still going out and doing what right. he did. So it's a big hit to them, and especially big hit for Anstey, though, because he's done at that team now. So he doesn't have anything, as far as we know, confirmed or locked up for next year. This could have been a big deal to get him on a bike for 2020. Uh, Team Italy, they were on the podium last year, but then months later it comes out that one rider's fuel is bad, so then they get docked and pulled from the podium. But no Antonio Cairoli either. So they're kind of a little floating without a lot of direction because Antonio's been there so long, and he is by far the most experienced person on the MXGP series. But pretty good with Ivo Monticelli, Alberto Ferrato, and Alessandro Lupino. Do you remember much from the yeah, Italians Monic- last year? Monticello, I mean, he, a great rider, had a great year on the GPs. I mean, is he Cairoli? No. No. You know, I mean, it is that, that team's, you know, they're really going to have uh, a tough time out there, you know. Uh, Ferrato, I think that probably most people, you have to go pretty deep down the results to figure out even who he is. Right. But that happens because the Servalin, he's not able to ride because he has an injury. And he's a very good MX2 rider for Italy. Um, for such a motorcycle country, they're kind of in the middle for how much talent they get to pull from. Do we know if uh, if Cairoli is even going to be there? Like, oh, I'm sure, he'll I'm, be sure there. He'll, I'm sure he'll be there helping. I mean, I know him and uh, Lupino are good friends. They're going to be there. I'm sure he's going to be there in his ear telling him what mm-hmm. to do and giving him the ins and outs of this event. You know, so... They'll have a good strategy, but, you know, do they have the, the horsepower, if you will, to compete with those other big mm-hmm. countries that are coming? I don't know. It's going to be tough for them. The qu- the one thing about Cairoli, though, he's kind of in a unique position. He can help Lupino. He can help Team Italy, but he's going to go probably be in Jorge Prado's ear, too, to tell him, hey, you should try this for your first race on a 450, even though he's on the Spanish team. But we'll get to that here in just a bit. 
uh, Team Australia. Good day. You pointed, you, yeah. <laughs> you pointed this out already. Um, no Dan Reardon. Quite a few guys missing from that list. Uh, Dean Ferris, Regan Duffy, Kyle Webster. You probably don't even know who those last two guys are. I don't. Yeah. So for a lot of people that don't know, they're just kind of going through some transition. I think that Hunter Lawrence and Jet Lawrence would have been great picks for that race, uh, especially considering that they've raced Assen in the past. But now Hunter's got a knee injury, and I don't think he was ever really in consideration after trying to figure out all of what's going to happen in 2020. Same for Jet. He needs to put it together to figure out what racing in America is really going to be like. With that, Team Australia, which is going to be led by Michael Byrne as team manager, they went with Mitch Evans, who was a really good MX2 rider throughout the whole season, but I guess Mitch has had a pretty rough string of crashes lately. Uh, I think it's a head injury deal, like he's still dealing with a concussion symptom, so he had to pull out of this race. Other guys, there really aren't a lot of Australian riders right now that have ties to European teams, and they're getting ready to ramp up for that Supercross yep. championship that starts, I think, two or three weeks yep. from now. So you really don't have a ton of talent to pull to plug into those two spots. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, I, I, shoot, I didn't even think about that, about the, the Lawrence brothers. I mean, yeah. you know, if they were both, I mean, obviously, I think Jet's okay, but Hunter, I mean, if they were, if he was healthy, I mean, they're, they're, I mean, even Dean Ferris and both Lawrence brothers on there would That's have been a, a, a pretty solid team. One of the best teams that Australia would have had yeah, in that, years. Yeah, that would have been a great team. You know, that's too bad that, that uh, they couldn't make that come together. Mm -hmm. um, team Belgium. Historically, one of the best countries to ever line up at the Motocross Nations, but this isn't their greatest year. Clement Sal has a broken leg. Stribos has been dealing with certain things as his career winds down. Van Horbeek's been on an independent team all year, but Stribos and Van Horbeek have done well. Um, I think they'll be good. They always know what to do at that race. And then Yago Geertz, as their MX2 rider, he's good in the sand. I yeah. think he could be a contender for the MX2 overall. I like that kid. He he's he's been he's been a part of it. All year long on all the GPs, year. yeah, yeah. He's a little, a little bit of a crasher. He has some crashing mm -hmm. here and there, but he charges. That guy gets after it. Mm -hmm. um, you've watched the nations for years. You've seen how many times the Belgians. How many times have you watched the Belgians get up there? Years, years, years and years. And exceptional sand riders. Mm -hmm. I mean, they have Lamo in their backyard. Almost every track in Belgium is a sand track. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that takes us to Team Switzerland. This was a team that I had pegged for a top five or even a podium up until the last three weeks of the GP season when Arnaud Tonis broke his hand and has to not race now. So they have Jeremy Sewer still. Uh, I mean, Love him. Vice champion for the MXGP class this year. He's been great. And then they have Valentin Guillaud, who's a very good rider, but he crashes a lot. Um, he's been hit and miss over the last few years because at one point Valentin looked like he could have been Swiss's next great talent, and it just never worked out. So with Tonus out, uh, the team has picked up Cyril uh, Schewheeler. Schewheeler. Sorry, that's German because he's from the German side of Switzerland. Um, he's going to run the open class spot. He's second in the Swiss National Championship, and he has a lot of support from Swiss companies like Hostetler, which is the Yamaha importer for the region, and then IXS, they own that gear brand. But he's a complete unknown to everybody else in the world. So kind of a bummer because, like, you've watched Arnaud race. Yeah, he year. had a great he year. Seward did great. So I think that sucks because it takes what could have been a second, third, fifth place team mm -hmm. completely out of the running now. Yeah, that's too bad that Tonus got hurt toward the end of the of the GP uh, uh, tour. Because, yeah, him, Seward, they would have been, been a good team. Seward, I love watching that guy. Mm -hmm. he, he charges. He charges. He's, I mean, he'll, he'll ride that thing until the wheels fall off, mm -hmm. you know. So, yeah, that's too bad. I mean, Seward's really their only powerhouse on that team. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, with the other two guys, who knows if they can get it done. Who knows? Maybe they'll surprise us. Mm -hmm. um, going into this last one that we have on our team list to check out is Team Puerto Rico. Not really going to be like a powerhouse team, but you have to mention them because two of the three riders are American Hey, they got a guys. Mexican guy. Puerto Rican. Mm -hmm. There you go. Viva. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so Justin Starling. Uh, Jose Fernando Rodriguez and Chase Marquier. Starling's big help is that he's supported by a team that's based in Europe all year. Rodriguez is the, I take it, the actual Puerto Rican on the lineup. And then Marquier's pretty good supercross rider. How he'll do in the sand, who knows yet. But always a cool story, kind of that loophole. Dude, think about how many people have ridden for Puerto Rico over the years. Alex Martin, Zach Osborne. I guess K-Dub and 
Pastrana had enough of it last year. Yeah. They didn't want to come back. Mm-hmm. No Ronnie Mack. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Dahmer, looking at that, who would you pick as your podium for Sunday afternoon? Uh, like I said, those first three teams, you know, USA, Netherlands, France. I, you know what? I, I wouldn't be surprised if Anderson or Osborne even win an overall in their class. You know, I wouldn't. I find that going to be really hard against Coldenhoff and Erlings. I, you watch. They, they they are some one of them will. I I, I can see that. But a moto win or the overall win. A moto win would be great. Would be huge. You know, would be huge for them. You know. Um, I think those three USA, mm-hmm. Netherlands, France. That's your podium. Mm-hmm. I don't. You know. Hey, well, we'd love to see USA win. Of course. Are we overdue? I'm impartial. Yes. yes. But take my American-born status out of this. You're dealing with oh no green card for you no green card for me, so <laughs> but but I mean come on you, you, the Netherlands guys the home turf mm-hmm. you got argue you know like we said I'm not even gonna say argue but you've got with the best rider in the world with Herlings mm-hmm. you know Koldenhoff close second the, after what he did this year so mm-hmm. you you know that that team is stacked mm-hmm. I mean they I would I mean they should on paper as we've seen they should win this thing hands down mm-hmm. I think. I think really it's going to be the Netherlands, Team USA, and then France. I think that's probably how it's going to work out. God, I hope that nobody gets hurt. Like I hope that Saturday somebody doesn't stack it up in like a warm up or in a free practice or even in the qualifier race because Latvia looked good the first year I ever went to the Nations. They were looking pretty good, and then Jeremy Martin crashed, then has to nurse a foot injury through the weekend. Dungey does fair. And then Tomac slays the field and does really, really well. Probably one of the better rides of his international career by far. I just hope that we avoid that because there's no reserve rider. There's no, yeah, we're going to do this instead. They have no other hope as to that. Mm-hmm. But I hope that for all three of them. I hope that for every team, but specifically France, the Netherlands, and Team USA because those are three teams that are really going to duke it out for the Chamberlain Trophy. So they'll have uh, Saturday's normal thing, qualifying races Saturday, mm-hmm. and then the whole deal on Sunday. Yep. So the weird thing, though, because they didn't have this last year, Yamaha is going to run like the YZ Cup. So there is going to be like some 65 races and a 125 race and some stuff mixed in. So even more laps on a really brutal sand track. 65s That's on this Aston track. Yeah, those Dutch kids, they don't care. <laughs> it's like child abuse. Just put them out there. <laughs> I know, right? So, hey, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, there's a whole list of riders, though, still that could make this super interesting. They might not have the strongest country lineup, but individually they could make this really, really interesting, steal away a lot of points for the teams we just went through. Also, we're going to mention the guys that aren't going to the donations at all this year and as to why. So give us a second, listen to these commercials, help these people, buy some stuff from them, come back, and let's do it. See you soon. Hi, this is Dean Wilson from the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna factory racing team. Right now, Husqvarna Motorcycles has many different incentives to put you on the bike of your dreams. Visit an authorized Husqvarna Motorcycles dealer to take advantage of limited time offers on the innovative street models, versatile dual sports, and even competitive minis for the kids. Check out Husqvarna-Motorcycles.com offers to learn more today. For over six decades, Scott Motorsports has pushed the limits of innovation, providing our customers with the most advanced technology available. Scott is honored to be the exclusive eyewear sponsor of the SWAT Moto Live podcast. Athletes such as Chad Reed, Justin Barsha, and myself, Adam Cientrillo, require the best performance, which is why we choose the Scott Prospect Goggle. Recognized as the number one goggle in racing, Scott is proud to be made in the USA. Check out scott-sports.com and see their complete line of high-performance goggles. Hey guys, Hunter Lawrence here. Lately I've been spending a whole lot of time at the mountain bike trails in the local area on my intense primer and the thing's badass. For how good it is going up the hill, it's uh, amazing coming down the hill. It's uh, comfortable, nimble and it doesn't feel uh, like you're going to go over the bars every five seconds. Uh, all their bikes in their lineup are awesome. So, yeah, you're ready to get serious about training on a cross-country bike or crushing lap times at your local trails. Or if you want to go a bit further, longer and faster, they, they just brought out a new Taser e-bike, which is, uh, yeah, everyone's given the double thumbs up on. So head down to your local Intense dealer or, or purchase uh, directly at IntenseCycles.com. Check it out, guys. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, 
Being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Life podcast for additional discounts in the shop. What's up, Swap Moto fans? The Toyota of Escondido Action Sports Team supports some of the biggest racers in the sport, like Aaron Plessinger, Shane McElrath, Dean Wilson, Axel Hodges, Colt Nichols, Brian Deegan, and more. With over two decades of supporting racers, we've become known as the place to buy a Toyota truck in Southern California. Toyota Escondido is a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto Live Show, and all you have to do to get the best deal on a quality Toyota truck is mention the show and tell them you want the action sports special. Check us out online at toyotaescondido.com for more. Riders like Justin Cooper, Don Ferrandis, Eli Tomac, Adam Inchingnap, Josh Hansen, and more partner with Works Chassis Lab for engine mounts and other special parts to add comfort to and enhance the handling characteristics of their bikes. With championships and race wins to prove it, Works Chassis Lab Parts provides the winning edge. Visit WorksChassisLab.com for more information. All right, we're back from the break. Dahmer had another PNG. We're good to go here. So we'll go from here on to talk about just the individual guys to watch for or who not to watch for because they're not there. Um, right off the cuff, new world champion Tim Geyser, Slovenia's greatest rider, the driving force behind the team, but he doesn't have two other people behind him to support him. You know, unless you put his dad, if you put Bogo on the bike, he'll probably be second greatest Slovenian rider ever. Uh, but he doesn't have what it takes as far as a whole team lineup to put Slovenia where they need to be. He could make it interesting, though. Good sand rider. Mm-hmm. Do you see him being top? This is what I see out of old Visor Geyser here. Could he win a moto and, and just on his own and, and lay it to everyone? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Does he have that potential and what he's done this year? Yes. Will he be? Will he have the drive to try and do that? Probably not, just to show him, hey, I, I just beat Hurley's, yeah. Second of all, one thing we could see, an amazing get-off. Just do you remember when he crashed into the pit lane a yes, couple years ago? Yes, that's what I mean. He's had some amazing get-offs at this track already before. Mm-hmm. So, and, I mean, like we said earlier, we hope no one obviously gets hurt, but old Geyser, he's uh, – He's that way. He's he's either gonna. I mean, look at the last that the last. Oh my off god, the, the track. China race. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but like, okay, so you noticed that too, and I think a lot of people did. After he won that championship, it just kind of went sideways, yeah. especially when Jeffrey came back and then started kind of putting it to him. Yeah, you know, and and who knows? Maybe he felt like, oh, I I got to show him. I got to show him. I got to show him who uh, you know who the champ is. You know, mm-hmm. but Hurley's in care. He and can't. then. He comes off of this. He has like a two-week break, and then he's going to race Monster Cup. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into that one. Uh, hopefully it goes better than his last appearance he, at Monster Cup. And I wouldn't doubt he's probably already been doing Supercross ride and mm-hmm. testing, getting ready for that for, for Monster Cup here next month. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I don't know how serious he's going to take this thing, knowing that his team probably doesn't have a chance of podium even in this event. You know, it's going to be – it's just going to be his own individual, you know, championship, if you will. Dude, I want to even say in like in England in 17 – if it wasn't for Tim, they weren't even going to make the A final. Mm. Um, Paul's Jonas, another guy in that same situation. Latvia's best rider by far. Great sand rider, but there aren't two more guys to help him carry through. I see him mixing it up and taking away a lot of points from people. Jonas is good. You've watched him. Mm-hmm. He coming. got better as the year went on, too, toward the, last, toward the end of the GP rounds. Mm-hmm. He could see, I mean... He was really, I mean, look at how dominant he was in MX2, mm-hmm. you know, and then he got in and, you know, he had that kind of freshman, growing pain. yeah, that kind of freshman growing pain of, of settling into the, the, obviously, you know, that is you go in the GPs and now you got, you don't just have one guy that's fat. You have every, the, the top 10, 15 guys that are all past MXGP2 champions. So, mm-hmm. you know, that he, he, he'll find his spot, but Jonas, like I said, another great sand rider. He could, he could be up there. Do I see him winning a moto or something? Nah, probably not. Probably okay. not. Which leads us into the next guy, Jorge Prado. He's in the exact same position. Spain's a good team. He's by far the best guy. This is mm-hmm. his, He's an amazing sand rider. This is going to be his first 450 race. What do you see from this? He could be the total wild card. He, he could. I mean, obviously, he's going to 450 next year. Uh, this is his first kind of big platform 450 ride, especially on this level of an event. Who knows? I mean, he, he could come out there and shock Hurlings and all these guys and just – 
win a motor. Do you remember a, his first race when right. he was putting it to Jeffrey and Assen? Exactly. That's what I mean. He he could he could pull it off. Mm-hmm. You know, we haven't really talked about it a lot. Like it sucks that we don't get to go to Europe so much yet. It's amazing how quickly his career arc has been. From when he first came in, clip off two world titles really quick, mm-hmm. steal one away from Jonas, and then advance out before you're 20 and years old. And then just dominate this year. Do- biggest win margin mm-hmm. in points, I think, in history. So he could be pretty good. Um, I mean, he'll be great. It's just not going to be enough to help Spain. No, no, no. That's, that's gonna, like I said, that's going to be for his own personal you know, showing these guys, like, hey, I'm coming next year. I'm, mm-hmm. this, you know, I'm, I'm a good MX gp2 rider and dominant but like we said you know you would have thought jonas was going to come in here and and dominate as a 450 guy and Mm. he didn't but you know prado's different i think prado obviously he dominated way more than jonas ever did so Mm. you know but like i said now he's going to the 450 it's a whole nother ballpark on that 450 Mm -hmm. uh arminus jazakonis known as being the guy that should have played basketball for lithuania Mm -hmm. instead of motocross Great sand rider. He spent a lot of time with the Team Fried guys, so Jason and Zach and all those. Because <laughs> hopefully he's not a lot. Husky. Hopefully not that much time with them. Uh, he's he should be fine. <laughs> uh, but that's another guy though that can make it interesting. Not a country mm-hmm. that's gonna be in the mix for a huge finish, but Arminas could take a lot of points away, especially mm-hmm. being very hard to pass, knowing the llama line or the sand lines and all that. Uh, and then Thomas Kier Olson, Denmark's best rider. His brother is on the team as well. So two good riders from the same family, but one is obviously way better than mm-hmm. the other. He could make the MX2 class super interesting. Yeah, yeah. Had another great year. You know, he he probably would have been the MXGP2 champion if it wasn't for Prado. Yeah. You know. I mean, he did have it at that mm-hmm. one point when Prado was gone. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that does lead us into this next thing: who's missing from donations this year, and why are certain teams not as good? We didn't mention Germany at all uh, because Max Nagel and Ken Roxon are both gone. Germany still has a fair team with Dennis Ulrich, Tom Koch, and Simon Langenfielder, but it's not the team that won donations a few years ago. Right, right. Um, and obviously we know why Kenny's not there. I mean, he's... He he's, smoked. Yeah, he's made it known like it's just too much. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you know, he's not even doing Monster Cup. Nope. Right? He's going to do straight rhythm, but no Monster gonna Cup. going to do straight rhythm. That's just a fun, cool two-stroke thing. Kind of have to do it. Right, right. Big Red Bull guy, Red Bull hold event. But yeah, he, he that guy's like, I need to recover, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, Antonio Cairoli, I would say probably the biggest person to be missing from this, mm-hmm. uh, from that shoulder injury, because a lot of the Italian hopes were on him. All the other guys that we're not mentioning, you know, Fevra, we already went over that. Uh, Tonus, we went over that. Why the Vial, Muscan, Ferrandis, all that stuff is pretty highlighted, but that takes a lot of draw away from this this race. You know what? And even, like I, I had mentioned earlier about Tomac, right? And we all know that. I think, and we were going to get, yeah. Right. And and uh, same thing. I think he falls under the Roxon thing. He's like, dude, I, I want to break. You know, I, I need mm-hmm. a break. He's obviously going to race Monster Cup, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, a possible possible two-time repeat million-dollar winner. I would say the favorite for uh, that, yeah. For sure, right? So, you know, I mean, I could see him, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on a break. I'm, I'm going to take it easy and chill and not have to come travel across, you know. I mean, yeah, I think he would have been there like those. He'd have gone there early and ride and get See, I don't think even you know, if he would have gotten picked, I don't think he's going early. Yeah. He has a sandier style track to ride in Colorado. He doesn't seem like he's one of those guys that wants to go soak it in. Mm-hmm. He just they get there, do, his do job, the race, yeah. get the hell out. Yeah. Um, you know, and, I, and like I said, I've heard a lot of other things here, other places of people bad you know oh he doesn't he doesn't want us race he doesn't you know you know you, you've heard a lot of these things i mean i i get it with these guys i mean the, the, it's a long long season mm-hmm. i mean they they are traveling and racing and they they don't get time to you know themselves or or or, or not even not even just the like oh I'm, i don't want to ride on here i mean just just the recovery from your body and the and mm-hmm. the of you know it's it takes its toll mm-hmm. you know so i, I mean i could see I think some people. I think you hear a lot of things with the Tomac guy. Oh, he doesn't. He doesn't care about it. He does. I mean, I mean, come on. He's done it before. He's been there. He's won it. I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I seriously doubt that he doesn't care. I don't think he doesn't care. I think that there's a lot of things like Kawasaki not wanting to go to this. This is a huge expense that people yeah. There's don't a realize. there's a lot of pol- political stuff behind it too, with expense from the teams and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. You know. I I know that there's a lot of people that are like, yeah, we shouldn't even go to this race at all if we don't get support to go to it. But like. If you want to go, go. It's cool. There's a millions, like millions of eyes are on it. Globally, is it as big as like World Cup soccer is for a weekend? No, but it's worth going to. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, anybody, anybody out there listening, if you have an opportunity to go to one of these international races, even just a GP, even just a GP is a different vibe, you mm -hmm. know. But, I mean, you're talking about the Olympics of our sport, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, it's, it's amazing. The vibe is like no other. Do you, after seeing how all of this stuff has gone between, like, Adam and EY not racing and then Zach, Jason, and Justin Cooper going in instead, has it changed your outlook? Do you think that one team would be stronger than the other? Because I don't. I personally think that the team that we are sending now would be better than the team that everybody wishes that we could send with it being Zach and Eli and Adam. I think that Jason and Justin are just as good, if not better. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't feel that way either. This is a solid, solid, solid team. And that's not a knock like, well, Adam and Eli aren't that good or whatever, but these guys have jumped full feet into it. Like, they wanted to go over here and do it. It's not like... A distraction or a necessary thing they have to do like no they want to go over there and win yeah and i think that has a lot to do with it you have any if if you look at adam he's coming off a heartfelt heartbreak supercross thing right that that was a heartbreak had to win that outdoors race mm -hmm. had to win that outdoor title he got it right i mean that that right there just had to be the biggest relief to that kid you know and then immediately boom factory cowie here i come 450 i mean we're we're right five, on the street. Five minutes down the freeway, we've been seeing them there riding practice at the Cowie track there, mm -hmm. you know, weekly already. They're on that thing. So he, 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 you know, mentally focused, was he, you know, if he had to go, would he probably go, okay, I'm going to go there and do it? I think he wanted to go. Cowie just said no. Yeah, I mean, he's got a bigger, he's got a way bigger agenda going for next year. I mean, obviously, he's going to probably ride Monster Cup in the 450, mm -hmm. you know, and then obviously, you know, 450 rider go next year. So he's got... He's got bigger goals than than this one-off race, you know. Mm -hmm. Not taking anything from the race, but you know, uh, you know, and I and it's I think, what, yeah. And like I said, Tomac, you know, I mean, did he, we don't know. Does he? Did he really want to go? Is Cowie going no? And I'm going, okay. Well, you guys aren't sending me, so I'll, I'll stay home, you know. Mm -hmm. But I think the guys who do go, you really have to be. A, yeah, you're supporting your country, and that's great. But but you you got to look at it too. You're going to race against the top motocross racers in the world here, mm -hmm. you know? So you, you have to have that mindset of like, Hey, I'm going to come there and give it my best mm -hmm. or else if you, if you have for a moment, even doubt, like, ah, I'm just going to go through the paces and I go, yeah, you're, you're probably not going to do very well. I don't think that Tomac, no matter when he gets picked to do this ever in, in 2020 or whenever he stands to gain nothing from this no. American fans. He, he has more to lose than he has to gain. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it's worth – I really don't think it's worth his time. And if he never went back again, same for Barsha, same for Plessinger, if they never went back again after what happened last year, I wouldn't blame him. Yeah, and even last year. I mean, I mean, I remember we were going there last year. A lot of people I talked to were, oh, you're going out there. Oh, man, you know, we're going to kill him. I mean, there was there was a lot of people – There was a lot of industry that like That were like, oh, we're going to ruin everybody at Red Bull. And I was like the opposite. I was telling people like, eh, no – you, we're not going to win. I, you know, we, if we can get up on the, that'd be rare. And then people were like, dude, I mean, people were almost like, what's wrong with you? What kind of American are you? And I'm like, this isn't, a, this, I'm, I'm not, this isn't a country. This is just a motocross race. This and is fact. This is fact. I mean, these, these guys are on another level. Like mm -hmm. they are good, you mm -hmm. know, like, like it's going to be a clinic put on out there. And it was, I mean, it was, I mean, like I said, yeah, there's been talk. The conditions at Red Bud wasn't the way it was at the national. Yeah. We got some rain, but it wasn't a full blown mudder at that place. No. I mean, we walked around the entire track during the race. And I mean, it was, there was never sections where we were like, dude, look at the mud. Oh, gnarly. No, it, it, it was, was never like it was sloppy. No, and I'll tell no. you the number one thing that, cause when my brother and I walked away, you were watching from someplace and he went, and I went to watch from another the number one thing that I've noticed is how those guys don't bury the bike. Mm -mm. There's momentum everywhere all the way through. And our guys, we watched Barsha. Me and Kyle watched in one spot how all the Euro guys would come into a corner, the really gnarly uh, hairpin corner that's in the basin that of the dark track. Black the dirt, dark black yeah, dirt. Yeah. And all the European guys would kind of coast in and then just ease their way around. And our guys would hammer into the thing. Clutch. Just and then clutch it. Bear, yeah. And they lose all their forward momentum. Mm -hmm. There's no moment like it's a completely different riding style. And pretty much by Saturday, I mean Tomax mechanical aside, I was like, yeah, this isn't gonna go well. No, no. I do see this year being way better. I I see this being probably their best year that they've had in years, even compared to that time in France in 15, England in 17. It's just everything's working in Team USA's favor now when nobody expected it to. For sure, for yeah. sure. And could there be could there be those things where 
somebody gets, you know, Osborne or Anderson or Cooper get beat by someone like you don't even know and they go by them like they're tied to a tree. Could that happen? 100%. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? That could happen, mm-hmm. you know? Um, Dumber, like, I've been to this race a couple times. You've gone one time now. But, like, when do you remember the first time that you're like, the donations, that's that's the race? Like, do oh, you dude, remember the first time? The, I mean, I, I've followed it since back in the, you know, Hanson Johnny O, mm-hmm. Bailey, RJ, those, you know, those, those days, you mm-hmm. know, that, that's when, that's when, that's when I first, you know, I think when, what was it, 80, 80, 81 or something like that, the early 80s, mm-hmm. that's when I really, I mean, I was at an age where, you know, you could pay attention to know what this stuff was, you know. What was it like to see all that stuff in, like, magazines? Um, well, and you gotta remember, at that time, we were dominating. That's all you had. I mean, yeah, and, but I mean, you were, do- we were dominating, I mean, it was, it made, it's funny, it kind of made it look like, oh, we're, we're on a, we're on another level compared to the Euros and stuff. I mean, you know, these guys are, you know, you got to remember, I, you know, you see those photos, I mean, those posters of, you know, RJ and Bailey and Johnny O jumping the tabletop, holding each other's hands. Mm-hmm. I mean, it did, and you know, or uh, uh, what was the race in, in 86 in... Uh, Majora. M- right? Johnny just laying the wood to everybody and the big tabletops over the float. I mean, th- it, it's like, y- you know, you, y- you know, dogger on the kx 500 you know just you know probably throwing back track pepsis the night before mm-hmm. i shouldn't say probably he definitely most was. definitely yeah definitely was yeah but then still coming out there and, and laying the wood to everybody on the mm-hmm. 500 you know so you know it, it's it's i think i think as an american motocross fan you you kind of always have this kind of like and like i said every everybody's always said it it's it's us against them it's us it against totally is every Even other it don't matter where it's at it doesn't matter who's on the team mm-hmm. it's the united states against every other country out there mm-hmm. plain and simple it's just them against us you know the first year that i remember being like donations like that's a cool event was 2000 uh when it was pastrana and rhino and rc mm-hmm. and i was 10 years old so like obviously it's my first you know experience into this thing from watching it but like seeing travis jump down those hills and seeing mm-hmm. ricky being the guy then and rhino knowing you know going through Pretty much being at the end of his career and then getting a full second win and going on for much longer after that. That was a good time, and it's all led into that. 2001, I was super pumped. Could not wait to see that. I think the one bike I want to see before, if I'm a you know a Make-A-Wish kid, I want to see Ricky's CR250 that's in Torrance because right. that was the bike that I just couldn't wait to see on the track. Right. And that thing looks amazing still. Um, when was the first year... Because I remember we dominated for years. I mean, we thirteen were, straight, right? Thirteen straight, right? Exactly. And then, was the first year that we lost it? Was it the Emig Billy Lyles? You're going over my head. I, it might have been. I don't. I mean, I don't it know. Was, there was, and there was always that controversy of like a B team because MC and Stanton, or MC Stanton, all these guys didn't want to go at one point. Right. Right. But there was that. I remember that first year we lost. It was just. I remember even seen it in the mags and like you know because that was really all you, you, had, you had to wait for the mags to come out cycle news or something and mm-hmm. showing you what 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 was there because that was that was the, that that time that was the fastest information you could get mm-hmm. and being so like what do you mean we lost like how is that even possible mm-hmm. you know w- what are you talking about you know we can't lose you know and and then it started being a little you know sporadic you know we'd win we'd lose we'd mm-hmm. win you know and it's funny to see, it's well it's not funny it's sad to see how it's really changed and it's funny. I don't know what has really changed. I mean, is it? Is it? I think it's just because they ride it more. I, yeah, I mean, but they've always had it. Nothing really changed but on I their think side. That their riding style is superior now. Like technical wise, their riding style is it. It's way more momentum based. It's not just point and shoot. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, like I said, now it's come to that point where it's like, hey, we're when it comes to motocross, and you know, and people, oh, you know, I mean, I know last year. Paul, Paul and made a big statement like this just show we are, you know, and I was yeah. like, and it was like, okay, dude, pump the brakes. Okay. But I could see from their perspective because for shit, 12 months, they were getting told like, you're going to come to Redbud and your reign of terror is over. True. True. Everyone thought they were going to come to Redbud and here we are, Redbud, USO, one of the best tracks of the country and mm-hmm. we're going to lay it to everyone. But like yeah. I said, we knew it wasn't going to happen. We knew. We knew going in like, it don't matter. I, I've told people, I had, it's funny. I'd be out seeing clients and they'd be out and I'd tell them, I go, what do you mean? It's our, we're going to be like, I'd be like, they could hold this race in the Walmart parking lot. It don't matter. They're gonna they, they're gonna lay the wood to us. It's mm-hmm. it's it's gonna be that simple, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. I don't. As as an American, you know, f- fan, you know, as an American motocross fan, yeah, you don't want to see your country lose and you want us to dominate. But as a as a realist motocross fan, you cannot deny 
the speed and the talent that those guys have. When I went to Italy in 16, somebody was like, well, who do you think is going to win? I go, France is going to win. Like, I think France is going to win. They're going to be the guys that leave here. And everybody's like, it's fucking Anton. How can you say that? How could you say that? That's just because you're a Euro wannabe. And I'm like, no, dude, they're the better team. Like, Mm -hmm. look at that lineup. They are the better team, and we are on a track that they ride. Majora had that mix of hard pack and ruts and crazy elevation. We had never – there's nothing like that here. I love the the Red Bull MX Nations video that one from a couple weeks ago when when they were showing from the other race last year at Redbud and there's that part where, you know, same perfect per example. Here's your guy Roger Acosta, the man, right? He's mm-hmm. he's he's been a part of this team for decades, decades, right? And Honestly, probably credited for why there was Team USA at course. any point in time. True, true. I mean that that guy. We don't need to go on about him anymore. He's a legend. So, so, but I mean, in that part of that show, I remember him, Shane McElrath, talking to him, going, "Hey," and 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 he just straight up told him, like, "There's going to be a clinic put on here today," and he told him, "You better pay attention. Mm-hmm. Like, you better watch and see what how these guys do it because this is." And and you, I don't know if Shane really grasped it. He was just kind of like, "Oh, okay, yeah, whatever," you know. But that's what went on, you know. Like, think back to last last year on Saturday night after how eh, not well the qualifiers went. I mean, dude, it killed the enthusiasm for that race. Yeah, yeah. I drank a little more that night. Yeah. A lot more yinglings went down that night. Um, What, as a fan, like, you obviously, like, financially we have something at stake because it depends on how well the website does. When did you see, or has it ever, is the donations not as important as it was, say, 25 years ago? Uh, I don't think... I think we think that because we feel like the riders don't want to go. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So we look at this like, oh, well, the riders want to go. It's lost its prestige. I think as motocross fans around the world, even here in the U.S., I don't think I don't really think it's lost its luster. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, yeah, I mean, and, and I think, too, because— I think a win would help. I was going to say, I think obviously because we've been losing, and I think a win would kind of whoop, you know, take that back up where people are like, hey, you know. Um, but— like I said, this this event coming up this weekend is is all time. Mm-hmm. You know, do we know? Are we able to? Do we? Do you know yet? Televised? Is it on TV? Yeah, it should, it'll be on. I know CBS it's on Sports. the. I know it's on the MXGP app. website, the app thing. But let me look really quick. I'll pull it up. But yeah, on that on that note though, like I I think MXGP still needs to announce what's going to happen this weekend. As soon as it does, we will put a link up here on Swap Moto Live to let you guys know, like, hey, this is where it's going to be. But on that note though, like. That's the other thing that's really going to bring it into the United States. A couple years ago, you were lucky to catch one moto at the end of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Now you, last year we had all three motos live. I want to say the year before that it was all three motos live on un- 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 uninterrupted, and that's big because you're seeing stuff from the other side of the world that it used to take you. You right. probably never saw footage from it. Never, never, never. Like I said, but I'm like I said, growing up, you you didn't get to see anything. You'd saw some photos here and there. You know, the classic shot of MA Dragon handlebars and mm-hmm. I don't remember where that race was down down there. Bolivia, maybe? Brazil. Brazil to Brazil. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you'd see some photos here and there, and that, that was kind of it. So, yeah, just to be able to watch this event and and see it is is great. It's it's awesome. Um, for you, what's, like, the one thing, the most spectacular the most spectacular, coolest thing about the nations is it is their gear you like. Yeah, I, I love I love to see each team set up from the from the the graphics on the bikes to the gear companies, all the gear companies. That's the cool thing too. The gear companies. I mean, think about the American gear companies that are making gear for these other countries. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 you know they they don't they don't make it like oh hey we're just doing. It. I mean they, everybody's gonna bring. From from the gear for the helmets, I mean the goggle people do cool stuff. The boot people do cool stuff. So, yeah, the whole the whole event is 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 pretty cool as far as uh, you know seeing what everybody brings to it. You mm-hmm. know, uh, is there um, is there one country that you remember like goes full bore, like historically? I think France, France probably goes the biggest. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean we've we've talked to a few few people we know that are part of or represent riders on that team that they're like, oh, dude, wait, do you see so-and-so's helmet or kit or something? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, like I said, we were just talking before about Gautier's kit, you know, for the race. You know, mm-hmm. w- I mean, that guy's, you know, he's going to have a full sick setup. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, that guy's setup sick. He rents, I will give him lit kit award of MXGP. You can go and give him that, <laughs> right? I don't know who else. I mean, Hurling, he looks, he has the exact same outfit on. Every yeah. weekend, you know, mm-hmm. Prado's pretty good. He, he they mix it up. The answer boys do a good thing with him, mm-hmm. but Paul ends Paul ends set up 
mm-hmm. pretty hard to beat. Um, we've seen donations at Redbud. That was the checklist for everybody that ever wanted to see a donations anywhere. Where's your dream track to see one at now? Uh, I'd love to go to Europe. I'd love to go something but like, like a venue. Like where would you uh, love to see a donations at? I'd love to go to that Argentinian track. That'd be sick. That that track would be amazing. I'd love to just uh, not some the track somewhat is more of a the the destination. I mean, France, Italy, though you know a destination. And I mean, once next, I think next year is in ends in France. There you go. So I mean, that one's probably going to be all time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that one's going to be probably one of the bigger ones that we've had in years. I mean, mm-hmm. dude, last year destination at Redbud. What was it like the biggest outdoor race we've ever had in the country? I mean, ever. it was packed, mm-hmm. packed, packed. You know, um, but I, I think I think going to those core countries like the France or the Italy or something like that that would be pretty special. Matterly was amazing. Yep. I really hope that they s- somehow figure out how to keep events. Another back there. great track, an amazing mm-hmm. track, uh, super close to towns, everything like that. Big so booters. It's, it's not out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, you know me. I want to see big floating. Booter jumps, you know. Oh yeah, we parked it by Larocco's Leap for like an hour last Correct. year. Correct. Yeah. 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 That's. I that was funny that. because do you remember how everybody in the Americans were like, oh, "Yeah, these Europeans ain't gonna do it." Sent it. Sent it. It's like second lap. Yeah, I think they were one of the. I think Paulin or or Holdenau was like the first ones to jump it. Do you remember the people standing next to us were like, "Who's that guy?" Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a great. It's a great race. Like mm-hmm. I can't wait to see how how Sunday unfolds. Um. From there, you know, we'll have more content. From and there. in a cool place. I mean, you're going to get to go, you know, yeah, roll down through Amsterdam and all that. Yeah. Don't, tell, don't tell Don. Hopefully you don't fall in love. Yeah. Yeah. Or in lust. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure you're going to get a lot of coffee. Yeah, yeah. A lot of coffee. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, nonstop. Nonstop. But, yeah, this is going to be great. I'm going to be staying like 15 minutes from the track. Um if you guys are listening to this now, we're going to have a ton of content on our social media channels. I'm supposed to go with the team on Thursday to their last test before the event. I'll be part of the team on, like, with the team Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Keep coming back to see what all is on there. Don't yeah, we're going to expect a lot of content from you this yeah. weekend. Me, not only just Swap Motor Live as a business, but as a fan. Dahmer needs it. I need it all. Mm-hmm. I need to. I need to. I'm like going to be a big sponge of. What do you want to see? Like, what should I do? Uh, dude, I want to see some kit. I want to see like like as many best gear, best gear. You know, bike stuff. You know, graphic stuff, stuff like that. You mm-hmm. know, uh, I, I want to see some of like the, around the area of the track facility. Mm-hmm. You know, the fans. I mean, obviously the fan stuff. You know, they're going to bring it. You know, all the crazy euros. That I mean, like we said, the Dutch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're gonna the French, the French, you know. Though there's always that same group, group, group of French people that always. Who are the guys we were hanging lot B? Were they, were they, were the Switzerland guys that we met there? No, 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 no. That was Norway. The, yeah, because they had the Viking helmets on. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Those, Those guys, guys are into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was. I mean, they were. It was like I said that that was cool about that last year too. Is like I said, we got to meet a lot of people from all these other countries and 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 I took the time to try and talk to them like hey just just to get a feeling for their normal day life you know riding do you ride this and that yeah yeah we ride this and and like I said that's that's the awesome thing at the end of the day with our sport is it doesn't matter what country you come from what what language you speak at mm-hmm. the end of the day they're just moto crazy people like we are they just love it they mm-hmm. love it you know, and then, like I said, you get in that in this, an event like this, and even though you are from another country or whatever, you know, oh, Team USA or Team whatever, at the end of the day, everyone's just there to see some good racing, throw back way probably too many beers, mm-hmm. and have a good time. Yeah, mm-hmm. that sums it up perfectly. Mm-hmm. I think I, that's the coolest thing about this race. Mm-hmm. I always I have to shoot all of the main three motos, but every year I always stop and go watch the B final from the hillside. And that's fun because you get to be with everybody. Yeah. You know, the one year I first year I did it was in Latvia, did it in England in 2017, slipped and fell all over the mud there because that was even slicker grass than Donations was in Redbud. And then last year with you and my brother in Austin was I'll never forget that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a it, there's a lot. It's funny that you you'll I'm sure you'll see it when you get there. You'll run into a there's a lot of American fans that. Mm-hmm. These people, I know people that are like, oh, I don't, I haven't missed a destination in twenty something years. You know, I mean, they, it's just part of their yearly plan. Like, oh, where's that? Okay, that's where we're going. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't, they don't think twice. You know. Yeah, I think, uh, I think we're in for a really, really good race. It's going to be different. That stadium aspect deal yeah. is going to be wild, but 
I think it's going to keep all of that excitement contained. And that could even make it cooler than it's ever been before, too. It's probably, it's, you know what, that try, I mean, even when I remember watching the GP from there, it's like, the way, like you said, the way it is set up in that in that race course, the way it is, it kind of gives you that kind of soccer mm-hmm. game feel of, you know, of excitement because the fans are literally right on top of the track there, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's not, like you said, the hillside or people behind Finn. I mean, there there's some sections where they come through. I mean, they're, the fans are right there, you know. So it's, it's, it's going to be exciting. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. If you see, if you have content or something you want to know from this race, like this is going to get posted on Wednesday, let us know. Hit us in the comments. Send me a message. Whatever. I'll I'll make your yeah. Dreams comment come true. in this po- podcast of what you want to see this weekend, so we can make sure Anton actually does his actually work. gets his job done instead mm-hmm. of just being at the coffee house the whole time. Not that coffee house. Not not that coffee house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's but not that kind of coffee house. <laughs> we need to have you and me, you and I do these more. Uh, I have a good time. These are fun. Well, we do this anyways. That's what I mean. This is how we y- spend a Monday morning. Yeah, you and I usually are either when I'm driving the office, you're driving up, we'll usually call in or, or even suddenly talking about the races or what's going on, mm-hmm. you know. So And then Don yells. Yeah, and then Don yells at – well, he usually yells at you because you, you're, late. you're late and he's telling me I'm stopping you from doing your job. Yeah. But, yeah, no worries. Well, hey, thanks, guys. We appreciate it. Come back in a couple of days, and you'll figure out what the results were. Team USA. We can't. I can't say that. I got to be impartial. I will. Okay. See ya. Go Hurlings.